We're excited to announce that our very own podcasting platform, Zencaster, has become the new sponsor to the show. Check out the podcast discount link in our show notes. Stay tuned for why we love using Zencaster for the podcast. Are you looking to start your journey in podcasting but not sure how? Kangaroo Firm Media Lab got you covered. Everything you need to know in launching and growing your podcast is here. Book a call now at kangaroofirm.com. By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M-I-K-O-S-A-N-T-O-S dot C-O slash free book. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. A Kangaroo Fern Production. Coming up next on that podcast is change. I mean, I think the first thing that I would say is make your podcast, give your podcast a really obvious name, um, which um, there are lots of people who think of a very clever name for their podcast, either a very clever name or a name which has been used before. Go to Apple Podcasts and search for Real Talk, for example, and you will discover that there are, uh, I think, more than 300 podcasts called Real Talk. Don't call yourself that. Um, call yourself something which is really obvious what your podcast is about. Most podcast apps only search the title of the podcast and the title of every episode, and that's it. You're listening to that podcast exchange. The show that will provide you valuable information and advice from world-class podcast experts to teach you the best practices to be successful in podcasting. The show for early-stage podcasters and service providers to give them the latest trends, news, and new opportunities in the podcast industry. Now, on to the show with your host, Miko Santos, the founder of Kangaroofer Media Lab. Hello, Team Podcaster, and hello, podcasting community. For this episode, we'll be talking about the state of podcasting, what's happening in podcasting, and why you should care about. On today's episode, our guest for today is James Cribland. Everybody knows James. He is the editor of Pod News, a daily podcast newsletter. He is a radio futurologist, a writer, a consultant, and a public speaker on Radio Future. James has worked in audio since 1989 as award-winning copywriter, radio presenters, and internet strategists. Please welcome to that podcast is James, James Cridland. How are you, James? Thank you for your time. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for asking. So, James, let's start with how did you come up with an idea, the podnews.net. 
Yeah, so um, I um, uh, it all it all comes back to uh, a meeting in a pub in L- L- Los Angeles because, of course, you know many things do. Um, but I'm a uh, I've worked in radio for um, as 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 you've uh, said more than thirty years, and one of the things that I was doing is I was going to radio conferences and talking about the future of radio, and clearly on demand is part of that. And I was talking about, well, you know, is there a opportunity, um, you know, for on-demand media and everything else? And uh, we were in the pub afterwards and a, and a nice uh, friend of mine was saying, where do you go to get news about podcasting? And I said, well, I don't really know. Um, there's one place uh, he, he was talking about, but it wasn't very um, inclusive. And, um, and I thought to myself, that's probably something that I can do. I've written, uh, weekly newsletters for a long, long time. So I had a look at that, had a look at uh, whether or not I could fit it in, in terms of workflow and, um, found out that, uh, yeah, there was probably something in it. So I ended up launching a free daily newsletter all about podcasting, which I started doing in July of 2017. And I've been writing it every day, uh, since. So that's fantastic. Uh, in 2005, you launched the first streaming radio smartphone apps and then now you're going into a podcasting as well so do you think radio it's gonna be like a future or can be correlated with the podcasting yeah i mean you know radio is still very much larger than podcasting Uh, there are still very many more people who are watching uh who are listening to the radio than uh listen to podcasts so uh here in brisbane uh in queensland 94.4 percent of everybody in brisbane listens to the radio at least once a week which is quite a thing um that figure is uh going to be around 30 percent for podcasting so um you know so clearly podcasting still has a long way to go and that's very exciting because uh, we've got so much that we can actually grow but i think um uh, you know you, what we are seeing is that particularly for younger audiences uh, on-demand content is definitely something that they're into and uh, the idea of sitting and waiting for the tv or waiting for the radio to uh, you know to give them the news or to give them a new song or whatever it might be you know is, is just madness for them so you know on demand is clearly where the future is and clearly where younger audiences are going um so i think radio still has a long way uh, to go radio is much larger in terms of ad revenue as well so if you look at podcasting um in the u.s it's about a billion dollars in terms of ad revenue um whereas radio in the u.s is about 18 million 18 billion dollars so there's a big big difference there um but i think uh, you know podcast fits very well in terms of uh, in terms of the rest of audio and i think that's very exciting wow yeah that's exciting so what's happening in podcasting today and why you should care because the i think um i forgot what name of the podcast that was i think um bought by the spotify for 60 million aside from joe rogan i think it's dad call her daddy or something for 60 million so what's happening now 
Yeah, I mean, plenty of shows have been bought by um, uh, actually quite a lot of companies. So Spotify has jumped in and bought Call Her Daddy, um, which is, you know, a a successful podcast that has done very well. But then Amazon has jumped in and bought um, a number of different uh, shows, including uh, Smartless, uh, which has three Hollywood stars on it. Sirius XM, which is a big um, satellite radio company in the US that also owns Pandora. They have bought a bunch of different companies as well and uh, podcasts as well so you can see that there's an awful lot of consolidation going on and that and that's fine but that's very much the top of the tree um, in terms of these large podcasts which have Hollywood stars on them and you know etc etc actually you know the real opportunity I think for podcasting is that we are here on a um, on a platform which you know it might have Joe Rogan on it, it might have um, uh, Call Her Daddy on it, but it also has you know podcasts by people who are putting their podcasts together in their in their you know spare room or you know in their bedroom. So actually, all of the podcasts that you can get are available in this way, and that's very exciting. I think. Um, you know, that that sort of thing, you know, certainly when you have a look at uh, other media, it's not easy to print a newspaper. It's not easy to launch a radio station and get the licenses and get a big transmitter and everything else. It's really simple, actually, to get a podcast up and running. Um, it's not quite so easy to keep it going and it's not quite so easy to make it uh, profitable, but it's really easy to get one going. And I think that's the exciting thing. So, yes, there is an awful lot of consolidation and an awful lot of exciting um uh content acquisition going on in terms of the podcast space but um that doesn't necessarily mean that there's no uh space for you know the likes of you or me so what do you think what what's happening on the on the podcasting industry what's it in for me and for you I mean, I think, um, you know, really th- there are a few things. Firstly, the, um, there is an amount of uh, exclusive stuff which is going on. So Amazon has just released some transcripts, which are their technology and n- no one else's. Spotify is doing some video podcasts, which you can do in other platforms. But uh, this is a special version that only works on Spotify and only works if you're hosting with Anchor and so on and so forth. So there's a bunch of this proprietary stuff going on. And that's really large companies trying to own this space and trying to um, back us all into a corner where they're in control of everything. Um, Podcasting isn't like that. And and podcasting is a very open medium, which allows all of us to do, you know, a bunch of interesting and exciting things. So I don't think we're going to see too much of that really taking off. Spotify is doing an interesting job. But actually, at the end of the day, you know, the reason why podcasting is so successful is that there's loads of different podcast apps out there there's loads of different podcasts out there and everything is available everywhere um and so companies who who jump in and want to make things exclusive are probably breaking what spotify is all about so that that's the first thing that i would um point out but i think the second thing is all of these people who are paying essentially marketing podcasting is great news for us 
because that means that more people understand what podcasting is about. If your first podcast is Joe Rogan, well, great. Then your second podcast might not be. Your second podcast that you discover might be something completely different, but you only started getting into this uh, space because you were there playing around with um, with podcasting because Joe Rogan or Dr. Phil or whoever it might be dragged you in. So I think actually it's probably not a bad thing. There, there are these large companies paying an awful lot to get people comfortable with the idea of podcasting. And we all stand to benefit very well out of that, I think. Thank you for that, James. So what is your advice to people who is or any business that thinking to start a podcast in 2021? Can you give us an advice what mistake or what is the great option so that you don't get a lot of mistake when you're starting up? Yeah, I mean, really, uh, the first piece of advice I would give is do it go ahead. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, practice makes perfect and you need 10,000 hours at something and, and, and then you'll actually be good at it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you will never get good at podcasts by not doing a podcast. <laughs> so it's important that you actually just go ahead and, and do a great show. Um, that's the first thing. I think being consistent um, is always a good thing. So uh, if you um, set yourself up for being a weekly podcast, then every single week record, record something, put it out there. That might be one week a very short thing saying that you can't do a podcast this week and that's fine. Um, but actually producing something every single week that is there, that is consistent, um, is proven to work. Um, and I think, you know, doing something, doing a podcast about something that you are really, um, you know, excited about, enthusiastic about, is the other thing you know if you if you have no interest in real estate or no interest in cryptocurrency don't do podcasts about those um just because you think it might be a nice idea do something about what you're really interested and excited about and so from companies points of view make sure that they are interesting pieces of content in their own right make sure that they're not just a 30 minute ad because nobody's going to listen to a 30 minute ad so you know make your podcast as good as you possibly can you know that's always a good plan so you're saying you have to have passion on a certain niche before you do your podcast not just um whatever the bandwagon is you just follow them yeah i mean don't you know don't uh, uh, clearly true crime uh, is having a moment or indeed has had a moment perhaps um, and you know there are lots of very successful true crime podcasts the secret of doing a great podcast is not to go oh I think uh, since true crime is so popular I'll do a true crime podcast um, because if you're not actually that interested in true crime it's probably not going to be very good so yeah I think passion is a great word Miko and I think you know making sure that you are passionate and enthused and excited about the thing that you are podcasting about you know is really is really important the big difference between podcasting and say the radio is that the people who have found your podcast are going to be similarly interested in the things that you're interested in because 
That's why they've hunted it out. That's why they've searched it out. There are over 3 million podcasts out there now, and that's why they've found your particular one. So actually, you can be as uh, focused, you can be as niche as you want to, and make sure that you know, you're know you covering the sort of information that they would be really interested in. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Do you think the storytelling is very important as well on, on podcasting? It just... I mean, I think I think it depends what you're podcasting about. Um, a great way to get a message over is to tell stories, um, but you know it isn't the only way. And I think you know having a listen to great shows that um, focus on some of the things you, you, you know. I, I mean, if you're listening to This American Life or you're listening to Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, some of these big shows, some of those are storytellers and they d- tell stories, but some of those are just different ways of presenting the same um, the same topic. Uh, and similarly, you know, you can do all kinds of, um, you know, you, you, can, you can present topics in different ways, but, you know, doing interviews um, is a good way of engaging audiences because, you know, you've, you've always got a different voice on every single week. It, it, it's just, you know, worthwhile knowing what you're going to ask them, know what... Um, you know, know what they want to talk about, you know, and focus on that kind of uh, thing. But, and, and, you know, and storytelling is certainly one of those things, but it's not the only thing, yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Fern Productions, Australia's independent podcast management. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com slash book now. So on international trending, so in podcasting, what are we gonna look at so i mean i think uh, you know when you start looking it's, it's very easy to look at podcasting look at the united states where podcasting is largest and um and assume that podcasting is just all about the u.s and assume therefore that it's apple podcasts and it's spotify and that's basically it and i think that would be a mistake um last year there were more new podcasts in other languages made than there were in English for the first time. So podcasting is growing in all kinds of different countries now across the world. Um, The fastest growing language is Hindi in India. And you can well understand that, you know, there's been an awful lot of hard work in the last uh, few years of making sure that mobile phones, for example, are very cheap, data costs are very cheap, and Therefore, podcasting is really growing in India like it's never grown before. And of course, there are an awful lot of people in India as well. So there are real opportunities. So if you are doing a podcast around a subject which the Indian audience might find interesting, and and that's particularly things like entrepreneurship and business and that sort of thing, then making sure that you're in the Indian podcast directories is a really important thing. So there's um, podcast directories from uh, companies like um, Ghana and Geosavan, and there are plenty of of other of these uh, um, of these podcast directories, making sure that you're in there for that particular audience makes it makes a bunch of sense. But also having a look at, you know, if you're podcasting in English, 
there are 125 million English speakers in India. That's great. But there are also lots of English speakers across Europe, not just in the UK and Ireland, where you would n- normally think. But, you know, if you look into places like Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, everyone there speaks English um, perfectly. You know, um, uh, 85, 90 percent of people there speak English, you know, incredibly well because they're subject to an awful lot of English media. And so, therefore, there are real opportunities in those markets. Similarly, you know, opportunities in other English-speaking markets as well, the Philippines being another great, you know, example of a, of a market which, you know, if the content is, is right, um, can work really well. So, I think there's real opportunities of looking at the podcasting world as if it really is a world and if it's not and and that it's not just the US with their you know Apple podcasts and Spotify and that's kind of it um I think there's a real opportunity there thank you for that so it means if you know other language you should just do a podcast with whatever native language you have because you said it's being it's growing now not only english speaking podcast yeah i mean other you know other languages are good um if you know other cultures probably better than if you know other languages um because that don't always follow but i think um you know so yes you know other languages are always are always helpful the benefit of other languages is that um in countries where not very many speak not very many people speak english then you've got the real benefit in that you're in their native language and you're one of only a few you know, uh, a, a much smaller list of, of of podcasts which are available. So when you're having a look into, for example, France or Germany, um, then you can see that, um, that uh, m- many people in France or in Germany don't speak English very well. And doing content in those languages or in Italian or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, is really helpful because you will be, um, you know, you will be quite big in that country, but also similarly, not very big everywhere else. So there's always a balance there, I think, in in terms of just making sure that you're, you know, doing the right doing the right thing. But English is, um, you know, it's the language of the internet by and large, and it seems to do very well from that point of view. So if the only language that you speak is English, which is the only language that I speak, because I'm a lazy British person, um, then, you know, it, uh, there are still great opportunities, you know, right, right around the world. Thank you. Unless you have a video podcast, and then you have a subtitle of different languages. So that's going to be uh, another option. What do you think? Us are always uh, are always an interesting option, and you know the idea of subtitles, the idea of you know, I mean, I um, uh, one of the sister publications of Pod News is a newsletter called Sounds Profitable, and Sounds Profitable is all about advertising technology. And one of the pieces of advertising technology that uh, Brian, who writes it, uh, was testing out was a very clever piece of technology that would both translate his newsletter into Spanish, but would also, um, you can feed the text into a piece of software that knows how Brian speaks and will record the entire thing in Spanish. It sounds like Brian reading, uh, you know, reading his um, his newsletter in uh, Spanish. It's an incredible thing. So, you know, there are technology, you know, technological ways of uh, doing this, this uh, sort of thing as well. 
But I mean, you know, really at the end of the day, people, um, you know, the thing that will succeed in, I don't know, Singapore will be podcasts that are relevant and interesting for people in Singapore. And, you know, there's an awful lot of English spoken, there's an awful lot of Malay spoken, there's an awful lot of, you know, other languages uh, spoken there. But the thing that will work most is relevant content for them. And so talking about, uh, I don't know, talking about uh, uh, mountain climbing uh, will possibly not be so handy for somebody in Singapore because <laughs> there aren't any. So, uh, you know, so it's it's those sorts of things, I think, of just of just making sure that you um, uh, th- that you understand what you can and what you can't uh, uh, do in terms of uh, reaching new audiences, you know, internationally. Thank you. So next question I have is, how would you promote your your podcast? There's a debate about YouTube or Facebook. Should your podcast put on this platform or not? Um, I mean, I come from this with my radio hat on. And when I worked in radio, I wanted to make sure that the radio station that I um, uh, that I worked for was available in as many different places as possible. And that, to me, is an incredibly important thing. And there may only be 15, 20 people using, you know, this particular piece of, of software. But if you're the only radio station on there, then brilliant. You're doing, you're doing incredibly well. So I was working um, in the late 19, uh, early 20, uh, early 2000s. Uh, I was working on making sure that the radio station, uh, Virgin Radio out of the UK, was available on as many different platforms as possible from the Nintendo Wii and the Sony PlayStation um, where you wouldn't really expect a radio station to be, but we were able to get it on there to, you know, streaming mobile apps, to um, uh, satellite TV, uh, to satellite radio and bro- bro- broadcasting right across uh, Europe and uh, and Africa and um, quite a lot of Asia as well. So there's a bunch of all of this kind of stuff going on because it's really important to get your content where your audience might be. So from that point of view, I think... It, uh, uh, you know, if you can get onto a platform without any problems, without any issues, if you can get onto YouTube, if you can get onto uh, uh, Facebook, Facebook have just launched podcasts in the US and they'll be rolling out uh, internationally shortly, then get on there. You know, there's nothing to lose by being available on all of these uh, platforms. Um, but I would, uh, I would, um, I would say though, uh, you just need to make sure that uh, you um, you work your workflow correctly and make sure that um, you're not spending an awful lot of time chasing a small amount of audience. You know, so make sure that. Um, so I'm. Uh, so the Pod News. Uh, Pod News itself has a podcast. It is updated every single, uploaded every single day onto YouTube. That is completely automatic. And I wrote a piece of um, code which uploads the thing automatically. It encodes it into video. It does some fancy wavy lines these days and, you know, all that kind of stuff to make it look fun. And it uploads it automatically onto YouTube. And it does that without me spending any time on it whatsoever. And that's important because typically that will get 15 plays. 
that's not an awful lot. I get about 2,700 plays uh, a day, and 15 plays is not a lot. Um, but it's 15 plays that, from my point of view, are brand new plays that have never found me before. And if th- one of those plays goes on to somebody subscribing to the podcast or getting the newsletter even better, then that's a great thing. So I think... Um, be on as many places as you possibly can, as long as they're not extra work for you. Um, but things like Facebook in particular are completely automatic. You can automate getting into YouTube with various things, including Headliner. Um, and, um, you know, so I would certainly have a look into that, yeah, and be, in, uh, be available in as many different places as possible. All right. Thank you so much for that. So if you have, say, a billboard to write, one short piece of advice to our to all our listener and our audience what would you say particularly people who is on early stage on podcasting I mean, I think the first thing that I would say is make your podcast give your podcast a really obvious name um, which um, there are lots of people who think of a very clever name for their podcast either a very clever name or a name which has been used before, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Real Talk, for example, and you will discover that there are, uh, I think, more than 300 podcasts called Real Talk. Don't call yourself that. Um, call yourself something which is really obvious what your podcast is about. Most podcast apps only search the title of the podcast and the title of every episode, and that's it. So really focus on if your podcast is about, you know, podcast used to be really, really good at doing this. Um, podcast made a load of podcasts that were very cleverly titled. They made a podcast about serial killers and it was called Serial Killers. And they made a podcast about uh, a daily uh, astrology, uh, you know, reading for, uh, for you to find out what was going on in the stars for you, if you believe in any of that stuff. And they called it Daily Astrology Reading. You know, I mean, really obvious. Make it really clear rather than, um, you know, trying to go, you know, what's in the stars or, you know, all of that kind of uh, stuff. So that I, I think it's I think that's probably the number one mistake that I see podcasters make. Um, and then, you know, making sure that it's, uh, you know, that it's easy, easy to find, but also then making sure that it's consistent and that, uh, if, if you're only going to post once a month, uh, start by only posting once a month, but make sure you post every month, and make sure that that's as consistent as possible. Um, you know, that, that is one way to attract an audience and keep the audience with you. And you won't keep the audience with you if you make a podcast for four weeks and then you skip a week and then you maybe have one week on and then you have another two weeks off and then blah, blah, blah. No, nobody will do that. There's a real power in terms of habit. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I still wake up to the radio every single morning. It's a habit that I've had in my life. Um, and, you know, one of the things that drives that is just the habitual thing of waking up to the radio every single morning, um, which is a good thing. And I think um, uh, habit is a very important thing for podcasting as well. So if you come out on a Friday, be there on a Friday every single week. All right. Thank you so much for that, James. So to our listener and audience, where can they contact you? So you can get uh, the Pod News newsletter for free at podnews.net. 
which also has my contact details there as well. Um, or you can find it on your podcast app uh, or indeed your smart speaker by asking f- to play the latest news from Pod News Podcasting News. So there's lots of different ways. Um, but uh, the newsletter is probably best, which is just at podnews.net and it's free. Thank you so much, James. And thank you for your time. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for another episode of the Dot Podcast Exchange with James Cleveland, the editor of podnews.net. See you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. ERN.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com.